I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. What a blessing it is to be able to share with you for these next few fleeting moments when we look back over our lives and see what the Lord has done. We've got so much to praise God for. As a matter of fact, you should praise God while you think about where you could have been. If you start praising God for uh, bringing you out of where you were and, and helping you to avoid the, the sets traps that the devil had and, 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 and to being involved with the people that Satan uh, intended to put in your life for you to not be successful. My brothers and sisters, you <coughs> should be praising God now while you still have a chance. Well, you see, we cannot afford to wait until we come to church to praise God. We ought to praise God while we think about it. In other words, at my home, I praise God. When I'm in my car, I think about things that God has done for me, and I praise him. And you should too, because if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? My brothers and sisters, uh, I've come today to praise God. I want to I wanna lift up the name of Jesus. I want him to know that I recognize that he is my best benefactor. Come on, let's go in prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for how you blessed us, how you woke us up this morning, started us on our way. Thank you, O oh God, for the doors you've opened and the ways you've made. Thank you, O oh God, for being a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Thank you for healing our bodies. Thank you, O oh God, for keeping us going in the midst of our ailments. Lord, I thank you and I praise you, O oh God, for all that you have done. Continue to look upon us, continue to strengthen us, continue to grant us of your favor, and we shall be so careful to give your name the praise, the glory and honor shall be thine. In Jesus' name, thank God and amen. For our scripture today, let us go into the book of Psalm, and uh, why don't we read the, uh, we're going to read it again later, but let's read the first number of Psalm. The first number of Psalm is always a blessing uh, when it talks about the way of the righteous and uh, compares it with the way of the wicked. It said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are, are not so, but I like the shaft <coughs> which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. We have read the entire first number of Psalms. 
I want to talk to you today about something that is very dear to my heart when we start talking about what God is doing in the life of people. There's a, there is a connection that we must have when we start talking about what God has done. And then you must be able to take note of what is going on in the scriptures. You see, the scriptures help us to become what God wants us to be. The scriptures will help us to know how to become that. It will lead us and guide us. It is true, it has been said, that the Bible is your roadmap to heaven. My brothers and sisters, you can't get to heaven if you don't read the word. You won't know how to get there if you don't read the word. The word of God comes to help us avoid sin, to avoid pitfalls. The word of God is there to help us and to strengthen us and to make us better saints. Hallelujah. When it comes to living for the Lord. The Bible tells us, I want to call your attention uh, to uh, this scripture and I want to talk to you about it because I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. But let's go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, the third chapter. 2 Timothy, the third chapter. Uh, I, I want you to read with me here. And uh, don't worry, I won't be long tonight. Uh, but the third chapter of 2 Timothy. And uh, look what it says. Okay, I'm having a little technical difficulties, but here we are. It says in the 14th verse, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The word of the Lord is saying to us in these scriptures uh, that we need to continue in what we have learned and found to be true. Of course, the apostle Paul was talking to his son in the gospel, Timothy, who was a young man, but he said to him, Timothy, you know who your teachers were. And in that uh, 15th verse, it talks about Timothy being raised up under the knowledge of the Holy Scriptures. And it, it talks about how those scriptures have power to give you wisdom uh, so that you can be saved through faith in Jesus Christ. The scriptures, the scripture, the scriptures can give you wisdom uh, uh, so that you can be saved through Jesus Christ. And then that the 16th verse, very familiar uh, passage of scripture, it says uh, that every scripture, all scriptorial passages are inspired by God. Uh, God breathed on holy men 
and they were uh, uh, inspired to write the word. Uh, so here we are taking the word of God, knowing that it is a blessing to us. And then Paul says to Timothy that these are some things that you can note about the word of God, that they are profitable, they are useful for teaching, pointing out errors, correcting people, and training them for a life that has the approval of God. The word of God points out errors that we make. The word of God can correct individuals that get off. And the word of God trains us so that we can be the individual that God wants us to be so that he can put his stamp of approval upon us. My brothers and sisters, then he says that we will be equipped, uh, that we will be equipped because in a day like today, it is impossible for you to go out into the world and not be adequately equipped to defend what you believe. If you, if you, don't, if you don't believe it, uh, look at the people that's out there, the Muslims, that uh, young brothers that are on the corners. They have been trained and indoctrinated as to what they believe. The Jehovah Witnesses, now, they don't just throw them out in the neighborhood. They have been trained and they have been indoctrinated as to what they should believe and what they should teach. Now, you, 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 you need to know this because you as a Christian, you as a saint of God, you need to know what you believe and not toss to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Our text speaks of salvation as comprehensive and exhaustive uh, rather than being limited to the uh, initial experience that occurs when a person receives Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Our text speaks of a person being able, uh, if you'll let me say it like this, um, our text speaks of a person having staying power, uh, not just that initial point, but having staying power. In other words, to stay saved, you can, okay, you got saved, but you need to stay saved. You see, our salvation, my brothers and sisters, is truly a great salvation. It includes salvation from the penalty of sin, which for uh, though that person who has believed, it is a past work that God has done in their lives. It, in other words, we, we were born sinners, and we receive Jesus Christ and our salvation includes deliverance from the penalty of sin. And what am I saying to you is that it doesn't matter what you did in the past, it, it cannot be brought up in your face if you receive Jesus Christ. Now that's a good place to praise him because there's some stuff that you did in your past that you know made you a rotten person. But thank you, God, for salvation when Jesus went to that ignominious cross and died on that cross. He forgave us of all of our sin 
and thereby, no matter how serious and severe your sin was, hear what I'm saying, you do not have to suffer for the penalty of sin because Jesus took that upon himself. All right, and so it includes salvation from the presence of sin, which is a future experience for all saints. You see, you, you live in this world and you are yet uh, aware of the sin that is in this world. But it, and when Jesus returns, hallelujah, when Jesus Christ returns to fully redeem uh, the believers from their human sinful state. In other words, we won't be tempted anymore. That is when he will deliver us from the presence of sin. Go with me to the book of Philippians, the third chapter in the 19th verse. Philippians 3 and 19. It said, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is their shame, who mine earthly things. For our conversation in, is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the end, uh, they will be destroyed, says the word. Their own emotions are their God, and they take pride in the shameful things that they do. Their minds are set on worldly things. We, however, are citizens of heaven. We look forward to the Lord uh, uh, coming from heaven as our savior. We have that hope. That's why we live the way we live. Go with me to the ninth chapter of Hebrews. That's why we sacrifice. That's why we make exceptions is because we're looking forward to seeing the Lord's face in peace. In Hebrews 9 and 27, the Bible says, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Look at that 28th verse. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Oh my God. People die once and, and, and after they die, they must be judged. Now, that 28th verse says that uh, we need to understand that Christ was uh, sacrificed uh, once. They are not, you know, back in the Old Testament, they had to do multiple sacrifices. But Jesus was sacrificed once to take away the sins of everybody. And after, uh, after, after all of this has been uh, uh, put in place, or is, is, it is put in place that he has died, and then one day Jesus will come back a second time. And this time he will not deal with sin, but he will save, he will rescue, and he will uh, take those of us who are eagerly waiting for him. My brothers and sisters, our text 
of our great salvation as a present experience and the Bible's role in helping each believer experience the great salvation is awesome. You see, we first come to know Jesus through the good news of God's word. Let me tell you something. If you, if you don't like to hear the word of God, that's a good indication that you might not be living the light. Well, no, not might not. You will not live the life that Jesus wants you to live because we first come to know Jesus through the good news of the gospel. The gospel is God's word. And so through that same word, we learn about our heavenly home beyond this life. Because if your life, your hope is only in this life, we are men most miserable. But we got a greater hope and it's beyond this life. So uh, uh, God has given the Bible so that we can experience deliverance from the tyranny and destructiveness of sin in this present life. Uh, there is absolutely no way by which believers can experience the fullness of God's salvation in this present if they do not receive the word of God. You cannot look at the word of God as just another book. The word of God is a life-changing reading. Uh, the writer of Hebrews addressed himself to believers and he warned them against the perils of ignoring the messages that teaches how to experience uh, this whole redemption in the every area of our life. Now, he tells them, go with me to the book of Hebrews. Hallelujah. You can be victorious in this life. And I'm going to cut this off and I'm going to come back on Friday and, and we're going to finish this up. But in Hebrews, the second chapter and the first verse, starting at the first verse, it says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For this reason, what reason? So that we can be saved. For this reason, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard. Then we won't drift away from the truth because we don't, we're not associated with it. Look at that second verse. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. Watch this, the third verse. How shall we escape? Oh my God. Look at, type that on the screen and, and say, how are we going to get away? How are we going to get away? How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be the spoken uh, uh, by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them uh, that heard him. My brothers and sisters, uh, we cannot escape if we reject the importance of the word of God. 
Uh, we cannot escape if we neglect the message that God has to save us from our sins. And so Paul warned them against the peril of ignoring the message that teaches how to experience uh, uh, this process, this sanctification, this, this salvation uh, in every area of our life. Paul was speaking in this direction and with this emphasis when he said to the believers in Rome in the 15th chapter of Rome in the fourth verse, for whatsoever things are written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope. You've got to have hope. Uh, somebody ought to type on the screen, I have hope. You have hope because you read the word, because you are part of the word of God, because the word of God is correcting you and thereby you are looking for Jesus' return in the near future. I'm going to stop there and I'm going to pick this up uh, in, uh, on uh, Friday. But let me pray for you. Dear Lord, I thank you for my brother. I thank you for my sister. I thank you for how you made ways and opened door. Please, Lord, let this word permeate their spirit, enlighten their understanding, and keep them, O oh God, in the center of your will. And we shall forever give your name the praise, the glory and honor shall be thine. Please, Lord, let us not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Listen, I want you to sow a seed into this fertile ground. Listen, you can give if you're going to mail it in. You can mail the seed in. I would that everyone would get a $10 seed. You can mail it in to Greater Emanuel Institutional Church at 19190 Schaefer Highway. Of course, that's Bishop J. Drew Sheard Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, 48235. Or you can go to PayPal. PayPal at geikojic.org. Go to Givelify and look for Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church. Make sure you see our church logo and you can uh, uh, give there. Or you can give at Cash App. That's dollar sign, geikojic1. Or you can always give securely in our GEI app. Or you can text to, ki text to give at 2 8950 and put in the space GEI offer a space and the dollar amount and we will be so glad to hear from you. God bless you. I'm praying that you will have a blessed week and please meet me on Friday when I will continue uh, this lesson that we have begun on tonight. In Jesus name, I'm praying for you and come on my brother, come on my sister and live the way God would have you to live. God bless you. I'm praying for your seed. And dear Lord, I'm asking that you will bless these seeds that will be sown into this fertile and anointed ground. And we'll be so careful to give your name the praise, glory, and honor shall be thine in Jesus' name. And now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost, rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Here I go again. Believing God. Come on, believe God. Sow that seed and I'll see you on Friday.
As we are a church driven by the cross, we seek to provide the tools you need to stay the course. So add our Gregory Manual podcast on Apple and Spotify, filled with your favorite Sunday sermons and midweek motivations. Follow our bishop, first lady, and church on all social media platforms to stay connected and to see what's happening.